Hey, what's up, guys? This is Tori Kimball, and welcome to another episode of America as I See It. Before we get started on today's episode talking about masculine men and feminine women, um, I do have a correction to address in my last episode. And that is an apology to my uncle who was not in support of Ted Cruz in 2016. I said he was. He wasn't. He alerted me that and showed me some old Facebook posts from 2016 to prove that he indeed was not for Ted Cruz. Obviously, my uncle just thinks that this podcast is reaching a ton of people and he wanted to be on the record that he was not in support of Ted Cruz as the presidential nominee in 2016. So now that we've cleared that up, we can move on to today's segment. So today we're going to be talking about masculine men and feminine women and why we need to bring back manly men. And if you don't know where that phrase is coming from, and it's been popping up a lot in popular culture this week, is because of a tweet by Candace Owens in reference to Vogue magazine's cover this month featuring former One Direction star Harry Styles on the cover wearing a dress. This, of course, made history. Harry Styles was the first man to appear on the cover of Vogue um, alone. Obviously, we don't really see men wearing dresses. It's not something that we commonly see. But anyways, Candace Owens' tweet on November 14th read, There is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of men at the same time Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is an outright attack. Bring back manly men. Obviously, this exploded. Harry Styles is very well beloved. And I mean, I think his music's really good. I think he is an attractive guy when he's not wearing a dress, but we'll get to that later. And so this blew up, and two days later, on November 16th, Candace Owens put out another tweet that said, Since I'm trending, I'd like to clarify what I meant about bring back manly men. I meant bring back manly men. Terms like toxic masculinity were created by toxic females. Real women don't do fake feminism. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Obviously, this got a ton more media attention. There's been lots of talk about what it means to be a manly man. What is masculinity? Is it toxic? Is it not? What are we thinking about? And eventually, Harry Styles finally put out, I guess, a response. And that was today uh, in the form of an Instagram post where Styles is posing in a frilly blue suit eating a banana with the caption, bring back manly men. Obviously, this is meant to show that he believes that he is manly, that he can do whatever he wants and exhibit that trait of masculinity and stuff. And obviously, his followers have been eating this up, perpetuating it. I was looking through the comments and all of it was just about how, yes, stick it to Candace Owens, like she's wrong, all this stuff. So that's really where the context of today's conversation is coming from, this kind of Twitter battle, Twitter, Instagram battle between Candace Owens, Vogue magazine, and Harry Styles, and what it means to bring back manly men. So point blank, Candace Owens was right about what she said. I definitely believe that the feminization of men that we're seeing in today's culture, especially within the United States, is bad and it's detrimental to our society functioning normally. However, I don't think it's right to attack people. And really, that's not what she was doing. She didn't outwardly say that Harry Styles should not wear a dress. She was just saying like in this context, this is an example of the feminization of men and here's what we need to do about it. Here was her response. So I'd like to say that everything I'm saying is also not in a personal attack to anyone who decides to wear a dress. That's the great thing about America. You have the freedom to do whatever you want. If you're a guy and you're going to wear a dress, okay, no skin off my back. Like I don't really care. 
But what we're talking about is the greater problem that we're seeing in society, and that is the feminization of men and toxic feminism. So let's go back to this statement that we need to address. The statement is bring back manly men. The thing is, is it's hard to describe what makes a man manly. Like there's no really de- there's no real definition of this. You can't find Merriam-Webster and open it up and say, oh, this is what a manly man really looks like. I mean, it obviously is a choice. It's a preference for something that you're looking for. But overall, as a human species, we know what manly men look like. The thing is, is because we have all these uh, vagaries, um, it's really easy for people to come out and say that being a manly man is dictated by society and like. That's not really what human beings want. We're just told that this is what we want so we can sell certain things or so we can keep women down, which is a ridiculous concept. And we're going to get into that later. But I think the definition of a manly man should, or masculinity, honestly, should be is an attribute that identifies someone as a male. And I know that might be controversial to say because, oh my gosh, what about transgender people? And what about feminine men? And stuff like that. We're going to address all of that. And honestly, and I'm saying this again, this is not a personal attack on people who I know and people who decide to live certain lifestyles. But here's the thing. If you want to be term, if you want to be looked at as manly, you have to do things that are attributed to being a male. And so continuing with this definition, you could say that being manly means being masculine. And it's weird that like not a lot of people are using this as a definition. It seems to be chopped apart. You don't want to call a man masculine. And there's so many things wrong with that because of this idea of toxic masculine. But here's the thing. This idea that men shouldn't be masculine is an idea that's being created by toxic feminism. And we're going to get to that later on. But let's talk about toxic masculinity. What is toxic masculinity? Well, first of all, it doesn't exist. We can't use toxic masculinity as a reason to blame men for everything. We can't just say, well, men are like this because they feed into toxic masculinity and like society is perpetuating this and we're making them terrible people. No. There's no such thing as toxic masculinity. When men are bad, it's because they're bad men. To continue on this, the fact that we believe that bad men are attributed to toxic masculinity, well, saying that a man is masculine, well, then that perpetuates that all men are bad. I mean, obviously this is offensive to all good men and most men out there are good. But the thing is, is that's also a slap in the face to any mom who raised boys. Like, Society is now telling women who raise boys that it doesn't matter what they did and how they raised them, that men are just inherently bad. That's the way that society is pushing them to be, and that's what they're going to fall into. This is horrible. Like, we can't be degrading 50% of our population for what reason? Because women want more power? Like, why, why is this happening? And we're going to get to that. We have a bunch of reasons. I have a bunch of reasons why I believe that this is happening, but... What is masculinity? Real masculinity is these attributes that we tend to give men. Men are intrinsically more aggressive. They're more assertive. They're ambitious. They're more likely to be protectors, providers. They're physically able to lift more, to run faster, to just be more physically capable. And that's obviously not to say that women can't be powerful, that they can't be strong. Obviously they can. I mean, come on. I'm a pr- I feel like I'm a pretty strong, independent woman out here. But I'm not saying that men are putting me down or that men shouldn't be this way. But what real masculinity is, is these attributes that men intrinsically have in them. And the way they use them is completely up to them. So if you want to talk about what it means to be a man, we all know what that looks like. It looks like a guy opening a girl a, the door for a girl. And modern feminism will tell you that that's not right. But that really is being a man. 
Um, it's a, looks like a dad who's working to provide for his family. It looks like a soldier who's risking his life for his country. It's anyone, it's any guy who's looking to protect others. These are the traits of real masculinity that is using those attributes of aggressiveness, assertiveness, ambitiousness, and channeling it into something good. So what does this have to do with Harry Styles wearing a dress? Well, the idea that we're out here saying, yeah, Harry Styles wearing a dress is like revolutionary. This is really what real manhood looks like. No, it isn't. That's not what women are looking for. I'm not saying that maybe some women don't find it weirdly attractive. I mean, he has a nice body, I guess. But him wearing a dress is not something that immediately, as a woman, we go, yeah, that is exactly what I want in a husband. And I'm not just saying this because I have my own type. And I definitely do have my own type when it comes to looking for men. But this is kind of scientifically proven. Women still want these traits. They're just not willing to go so far as to call them masculine because there's such an ugly tone to that word that women don't want to use it anymore. I looked at a couple articles and different studies, but just by basically looking up what women want in men, and this include this list was included and I've compiled it. And these are things that women are looking for in men or find attractive in men. And these things include a sense of humor, intelligence, men who do good deeds. And this next word, it's status, but it's not in a way that you would think like women only look for people in high positions of power. It's really just to show that men can provide. So men who have jobs, who are ambitious, looking to get to the next level. That's what it means. Um, they honestly sometimes look for guys who are older. Um, facial hair. And this thing is kind of interesting. So facial hair, I was reading up on it, and it's mostly to show that the it's something like primal within women that like they have more testosterone or whatever because they can grow facial hair. I personally think facial hair is disgusting. So that one is more of a preference and that has nothing really to do with masculinity. But um, another attribute is a good body. Um, this is just to show that like the guy is healthy, can provide. It's not saying anything about any certain body type or anything. Um, men who take risks um, height is important, the ability to hold a conversation, strong hands, and there's a couple other things. One that one thing that on, that came up a lot, and this was more in like these stupid love magazines that people read when they're desperate and stuff like that, is that women love a man in uniform. And I thought this point was super interesting. Obviously, it's not the uniform itself that makes a man attractive, but it's the job title that's associated with that uniform. Who are these men in uniform? Well, they tend to be firefighters, police officers, soldiers. And what do these guys all have in common? The fact that they protect and they provide. Even if women won't admit it to themselves, if American women and these feminists won't admit it, that's what they're really looking for. They're looking for a man who protects, who provides. And that's what we all want. Society just silences our ability to say that out loud. But I'm not afraid to say it. I want a manly man. I want someone who's going to protect and provide for me. And honestly, when we boil it all down, we're looking back at this 1950s dad archetype. Now, this is something that has been coming up as more and more problematic as people begin to talk about it, this 1950s idea of suburban bliss. And I'm not saying that we need to go back to this time. Like, look how great things were. We had a mom and a dad. Obviously, there are things about it that weren't right. Women were generally not able to do things that they wanted to do. Women couldn't go out and work. It was frowned upon. And women were looked as less. However, we're looking at this balance between men and women within the home. In these 1950s TV shows like The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, you have these men who within the home are the man of the house and the women are okay with it. These are the men we're describing when we say we want strong men, we want men who protect and provide because these are guys who are out there 
providing, they have jobs, they're strong, they're out there making money, they come back to the wife and they show that they really love their wife and kids. And we also had women who looked genuinely happy to be wives and mothers. And this is something that toxic feminism has taken away from us as women. And so let's get into that. I've always said that I'm not a feminist. This honestly has enraged a lot more people than I thought it should, because honestly, that should be a choice between each person. But to come out and say, as a female, I'm not a feminist has offended a lot of people. But here's my reasoning why. Today's feminism or third wave feminism looks a lot different than what the original feminists were. Originally, feminism was supposed to make women, put women in a position where they were achieving their true potential. They were doing things that they knew they could do, that things that they should be doing. Women should be able to go work if they so choose. Women should be able to go get an education. Women should definitely be able to vote. Like in those aspects, things that are more societally in place, women should be equal to men. But when we're talking from a biological standpoint or even a psychological standpoint, men and women are different. And second wave feminism achieved our equality. There are no rights that men have that I don't. And there are some women who disagree because apparently our bodies are regulated more than a man's. No, they aren't. First off, abortion is murder. That baby is not a part of your body. Because you made a bad decision does not mean you get to kill another human being. So stop saying that your bodies are more regulated than a man's because they're not. Anyways, women have the same amount of rights as men. We are equal when it comes to the government standpoint. Yet these modern day feminists are out here crying about how we're not equal, that we need to do more. Women need to be put on a higher pedestal. But really they're tearing women down. This whole idea of third wave feminism now is that women are now supposed to do whatever men do. It's not whether about, it's not about whether we can or not now. It's about the fact that we should be doing things that men do. The idea of old feminism used to be, yes, you should be able to go work if you want. You should be able to go get an education. But now it's that we have to go get an education. We have to get a job. And the idea that we want to look for a husband in college is absolutely crazy. My favorite teacher my senior year was my English teacher. And she and I were diametrically opposed when it came to politics. She was very left-leaning. She wasn't afraid of it. I'm very right-leaning and I'm not afraid of it. But we had really good conversations. Um, I had a weird lunch period, so I actually didn't get to eat lunch with my peers and I didn't leave school early like a lot of seniors. So I ate lunch in her classroom almost every day. So we had really good conversations and I became very close with her. So I talked to her about what I wanted out of my life. And one day we were talking about marriage and kids and a family like that. And she asked when I was expecting those things to happen for me. And I told her, honestly, I wouldn't even mind getting married my freshman year of college. Like I'm not looking for that, but... I'm looking for a husband now. Like, I feel like I'm ready. And if I find the right person to spend the rest of my life and in my belief, the rest of my eternity with, then yes, of course I'm going to get married. Like that doesn't even phase me. And then I told her that I would expect kids to follow soon after that, because honestly, it's one healthier to raise kids when you're younger, but also like, I want to have children. And that is something that I want out of my life. And that's a big goal of mine to be a mom. And I'll never forget the look of shock on her face. She looked at me like I was crazy. And her biggest thing wasn't that I would be too young or maybe I was inexperienced. I hadn't dated a lot in high school and she knew that about me. Those weren't the things that worried her. What worried her was that I wasn't going to be able to have a career. And here I was, a senior in high school. I was at the top of my class. I 
already knew I was going to BYU, that I had a scholarship, that I had ideas and things that I wanted to do. I was ambitious. I want to have a life in politics. I want to help make America a better place. And yet she was out here telling me that I wasn't going to have a career if I chose to be a wife and a mother. And really, that's what new wave feminism has caught, has lost us. Women now aren't supposed to be wives and mothers. That's not something they're supposed to look for. It's just going to be something that ends up happening. Yeah, that's the circle of life. Yeah, you're going to find someone that you end up wanting to spend the rest of your life with. And you're probably going to have kids. And yeah, okay, that's how life goes. But I'm out here saying that I want to be a wife. I want to be a mother. I can't wait to be married. I can't wait to find the guy that's going to end up completing me. The guy that's going to push me to be better. The guy that's going to protect and provide for me. And obviously this doesn't mean I don't have goals. I still am expecting a career of some sort. I'm expecting maybe to continue this podcast and maybe that's the extent of my career. Or maybe I do end up running for office, but I've always had this idea that whatever I do, it's going to fit in with being a wife and a mother. That has always been a priority for me. And honestly, I feel like a lot of women want that to be their priority as well. Society now is just telling them, no, that's wrong. You should be doing everything a man does. And a man is not looking to be a wife and a mother, obviously. Another thing that feminism has changed is the fact that it's changing women's urge to have a family. It's now being twisted into this idea that women want casual sex and hookups. It's now said that women should be the ones that are out there looking for men to just hook up with, have a one night stand with, that women should downplay the fact that they're actually emotionally attached when things like this happen. They should downplay that. They just want to be a part of the hookup culture. And that's something that's being perpetuated within our society, especially within the United States and especially within people that are my age. Age. Intrinsically, women are not built to be that way. But but that's besides the point. We wanted to get away from being sex objects. That was the whole point of first and second wave feminism. We were more than what's between our legs. Sorry to be vulgar. But we didn't want to be objectified. Yet here we are being more objectified than ever, stating that women are really just all about sex and that's what they should be okay with. And real women go after what they want. They use men as conquests. So what we're saying now is that what we used to degrade men for doing, for seeing women as conquest, to see them as just objects, now that women are doing it, it's okay and it should be praised, that's pretty messed up. I see all these social media pushes about how women who are in sex work are empowered and that's what real empowerment is or strippers. Like that is what the epitome of a true woman is. It's not. And I'm not hating on these women. Those women are all children of God and they're making their own decisions. And you know what? That's between them and God and that's their decision to make. But that is not what real feminism, that's not what a real woman is. True female power is being secure in who you are as a woman and standing up for your beliefs. I was talking with one of my best friends the other day and he tends to be extremely liberal And we have very differing views on what men and women should and shouldn't do. And we were discussing our futures that we wanted. I mentioned that I, if I could pick what kids I could have and what number I would want for boys. And obviously I know that's not how it works. Like any child that I'm lucky enough to bring to this earth is going to be well loved by me. And I am so excited for the day that I can finally be a mother. But when I told him that I wanted four boys, he asked why. And I just said, oh, it'll be fun to like have them play football or hockey or play sports like that and just raise them to be guys. Like, I feel like it would be a really good time to raise boys. And I grew up with all sisters, so I obviously don't know a lot about what it's like. And it would just be something different for me. But 
I said that I don't know if I would be really good at raising a girl. I was kind of a tomboy when I was younger. I still am not the girliest girl ever, but I just prefer if I could have children that I would have all boys. And he looked at me and said that I was only saying this because as a woman, I was just insecure in the fact that I couldn't do certain things because I was a girl and because my family said that I couldn't play football or stuff like this. And honestly, that kind of pissed me off a little bit. The fact that I want boys just because I wanted to be a boy and never could do things that guys could do is absolutely ridiculous to me. I am completely secure in who I am as a girl. Do I love wearing dresses and skirts all the time? No. Did I play physical sports and do I enjoy being aggressive? Yes. But I'm so proud to say that I'm a woman, that I'm a woman who's being educated. I'm a woman who speaks her mind but I'm also a feminine woman. I do believe that I should be wearing dresses to church, that I show respect to my God in that manner. I think that guys should be the ones to ask me on a date. I think that when it, that when it time comes that my husband-to-be will be the one to ask me to marry him. And all women are different and that's okay. Women, Some women want to raise girls. Some women want to raise boys. Some don't want to have kids and I don't understand that. But I am so proud to be a woman and for anyone to tell me that I'm not or that I want certain things because I couldn't have them because I'm a girl, that's taking a big step backwards. We need to stop blaming men for everything. It's honestly a pattern that I've noticed a lot in my life. Um, I mean, in elementary school, kids are often told that the boys of the class are always the problem and I mean, a lot of the times they are. They tend to be rowdier and they question authority a lot more. They have a lot more energy when they're younger and that's fine. But everything is always the guy's fault. Just an example that I was thinking of was one time in the sixth grade. Um, I was in a class that the ratio was 13 boys to three girls. That was how my class was set up because I was in a weird gifted class and it was just a different experience. But that was how the ratio worked out. And I honestly, really, I love sports. So when we played at recess or during PE, when we got free days, I always played sports with the guys. So this one day we're playing soccer during a free period and I'm playing with all these guys and our grass at our elementary school was not grass. It was really just weeds and dirt. And we were playing and I ended up getting slide tackled by my friend. I completely ripped up my knees. I was bleeding everywhere. So I got up, my friends walked me over to my teacher and told her, asked her if I could get a band-aid, if I could get patched up. And immediately her first instinct was to blame the guy who had slide tackled me. And I really didn't have a problem with what he did. I was more mad that I let myself get slide tackled, that I didn't score, stuff like that. That was what I was mad about. I wasn't mad about the fact that this guy had just taken me out. But I remember her telling him that he needed to be less competitive, that it wasn't that big of a deal. He shouldn't be playing that hard. And I thought it was weird because we were all being super competitive. I was so competitive back then. I argued with everyone. I was always fighting and playing with the guys. Like, that's just who I was. But this is what we're instilling in guys, even from a very young age, that they need to compete less, that they need to stop being so aggressive, to stop being so ambitious. And this is what toxic feminism is bringing to the table of our society, that women need to be more masculine and men need to be more feminine. So we've reached this weird androgynous middle where men and women have no differences. But here's the thing, men and women are different. We have these different roles that we're supposed to play in each other's lives. Women are there to civilize men because yes, without women, men give into their nature and they do tend to just be kind of slobbish and you give into that male stereotype. 
but women bring out the best in them. A good woman makes a man be better. But the same thing is said about a man. A man builds a woman up that he provides for her. He protects her. He gives her a life in which she can be comfortable and be who she is. And that's what women are supposed to do. They're supposed to amplify the good parts of a man. Take the feminine woman out of the equation or the manly man out of the equation and you have disappointment. This creates a society in which we have tentative men, we have unhappy women, and we have confused children. And that's really what this is all boiling down to. We have these women who are incredibly loud and incredibly angry who put down these men, and we have weak men who just follow along. So what we really need is we need women to stand up for good men, to champion the good guys that they have in their life, these guys who really are manly and masculine and are providing women with a good life. But we also need strong men to stand up. And I know it's really, really hard. I saw it in high school. I remember one time we were having the debate and it was on abortion. And my team, which was being anti-abortion, was a team of four guys and two girls. And the other team was five girls and two guys. And immediately the first comment out of the opposing team's mouth was, all the men at this t- at both tables cannot speak because this is a woman's issue, it's not a man's issue. And this was something that I saw all the time, that men were put down because they're men and that they can't have an opinion because historically they've been wrong. And that's horrible to say. Like, that's the exact same thing men used to say about girls, and that's what misogynists now say about girls, is girls shouldn't be speaking because they have this and all these all these old archaic ideas. And yet it's now progressive to do the same thing to men. But men need to be strong and they need to stand up for themselves. They need to stand up against bad women. They need to stand up and say, no, I don't think it's manly for me to wear a dress. Like that's not something I'm comfortable in and that's not something that I want to teach my sons. As a society, we just need to stand up for good old fashioned values that you learn from the Bible, that you were taught in church, that your grandparents were the ones teaching you. We need to go back to that. We need to bring our society to a place where families are the center point of things, that church is essential. We need to go back to where men and women, yes, are equal in the eyes of the law, but are intrinsically different and want different things. And that's okay. So that about wraps it up. The thing is, is we need manly men. Our society needs more of it. We need women who are willing to step up against toxic feminism. We need good women to stand up for good men, and we need men to stand up for themselves and speak out. Our culture is heading down the wrong path, but it's not something that's totally lost yet. We're still able to turn this around. So speak up. This is what I said last week, but you need to speak up. We need to bring back manly men. And men like Harry Styles wearing a dress on the cover of Vogue, honestly, it's just not it for me. So that's it for this week. Um, Remember, you can... Follow me on Instagram. I'm your host, Tori Kimball. You can find me on Instagram at Tori.Kimball. You can follow the podcast Instagram at America period as I see it. Um, Make sure you like, you subscribe, you give us five stars. Please give us reviews. We love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions or questions about the podcast, feel free to DM me. Um, I try to answer back as soon as I can. Um, But I love you guys. God bless America and God bless y'all.